Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we'll be discussing episode 10 of season 2 of Daredevil, The Man in the Box, right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here to discuss episode 10 of season 2 of Daredevil. Uh, Man, this one. Fisk. Spoiler alerts. Oh yes, full spoiler alerts. Uh, Fisk. Oh my goodness! Right, that was uh, cra- I, like yeah, sure. A lot happened in this episode. Hospital. What happened with the kids? The kids acting all crazy with their organic something in their bodies. Organic weird organic compounds have been grown in their bodies. But what what killed me was the boldness of Fisk. Right, you're still in prison, <laughs> <laughs> yet he's randomly breaking his handcuffs and beating. Matt I don't up. think he broke them. That's fair. I think they weren't connected. That's fair. Okay, and, and that's when he was like, you are running this place. It would have been much more epic if he had just broken them. Right. He didn't Probably even could. have to. That's, that's, that's the craziness of Kingpin. He is strong. He can fight. He doesn't need to, But though. he doesn't even need to because people would cut out their own tongues before betraying him. Yeah. Oh. He's, oh. Even... Even though he's not the big bad this season, he's still such a presence. Or is he? No, that's no. My, that's my question. It's the hand. Or is he? I mean, sure, the hands like that. That's all going on. I think that's gonna. I think they're both gonna be ongoing enemies for future seasons of Daredevil and oh, everything. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I have a theory, and I don't know if it's too early for speculation. Well. It's never too early for rampant speculation. This is rampant speculation, but who do you think is shooting these people? That's a good question. I, I think Fisk is behind it. Fisk had him released, and then these shootings immediately start happening as if they've already been lined up. So to me, yeah. Yeah. it looks like Fisk is involved. Also, uh, the young assistant district attorney, I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little worried he's involved as well. Could be. Uh, he had, someone had to have access to Reyes's daughter, and they had to have access to Frank's X-ray, which we know for a fact the was in his possession. Uh, yeah, the assistant DA had. At least at one point, he gave a copy to uh, Nelson and Murdoch, but it's very possible. He had a copy. It's very possible that the assistant DA has been in Fisk's pocket all along and has been, you know. Moving toward moving getting... Because she's, oh, she's the DA. If she's now not the DA and he becomes the right. DA, he can help Fisk help it out. Help to get Fisk out. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like oh, this... Oh, that's horrible. This DA that we don't like, Reyes, she's not just working on one case. The DA works on a lot of cases at once. Yeah. Including Fisk's case. Yep. So the people versus Fisk, maybe Fisk didn't like what was going on there and this whole thing has been orchestrated by Fist just to bring her down without getting his own hands dirty. Oh my god. That's my that, that's my that's my theory. And and all of this he's he's getting rid of Reyes for this assistant district attorney dirtying his hand and putting him in Fisk's pocket. But he said that when he started that she was already covering up the the castle stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. So Exactly. Know. That's that's the thing. Fist doesn't want the castle stuff covered up. He wants it out in the open. Yeah, so that it can hurt her. So yeah, she was she was dirt, she was dirty herself. Yeah. But now this 
I don't know. I don't know about the young district attorney, uh, assistant district attorney. I just think Fisk is behind it all. It makes just, total I'm, sense. I'm, I'm wondering where Fisk got to him. Like, in what, like, did he just kind of start talking to him? Like, hey, is there anything that you want? Is there anything that you desperately want that I could help with? Because I could help with it. Like, what? at what point did he start getting that guy to follow what he wants him to do? Yeah, I don't know. Like, so that's that's where I'm, like... It, it probably also is the the question of the timeline. Like, when did the Frank Castle thing happen? When did the cover-ups happen? And then when in well, that, we know for a fact when around that was Fisk. We know for a fact that Fisk got a newspaper uh, with the trial, the trial of the century, or whatever. Yeah, while he was already in power in the prison. Um, no, no, you're right. You're right. He wasn't. He, he hadn't taken out Dutton yet, but he already had some yeah. influence. So it it stands to reason that Fisk going to prison could well have happened after the um, the Frank Castle family slaughter. Sure. Yeah. Huh. That could because that was two years ago. And was it? I think they said. I think eighteen months, maybe. Eighteen months said. was the amount of time between. Man of Steel and the Batman versus Superman incident. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's in this as well. Eighteen months can exist in two universes. No, it can't. <laughs> it's just that's the most recent memory that I have. Eighteen months inherently exists in both universes. It doesn't actually. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just that's a very specific amount of time. I mean, it's a year and a half. It's it's yeah, a common way of calling. No, it it's a very specific amount of time. So. I, I don't know. I don't. Hours. None of that matters, though. I think Fisk could have made this move in the last two days, since he since he he saw an opportunity on that newspaper, and he used it to take out Dutton, and then he's using his influence and power and money that he's raking in from all these drug deals, yeah. to start uh, yeah. sending his lawyer out to do his bidding again. What if he knows the blacksmith? What if he is the blacksmith? No. <laughs> No, what I I think my it's time for my rampant speculation. Yeah, I think the blacksmith is Madame Gao. Interesting. I think that if not, it would be really crazy. I <laughs> when they said the blacksmith, it made me think of Melvin Potter. Right. Oh yeah, big drug dealer Melvin Potter. <laughs> yeah, you don't. He's playing the long con. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> he's just building the he's good guys' suits plays, and yeah. shit so that. They won't think of him. Yeah, and then he just becomes the gladiator and like has saw blade hands and does all the crazy things. Yeah, I love that he picked up a saw blade this season. Yeah. Walked in like, hmm? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, it's just you. Tosses it down. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, so yeah, Wilson Fisk, behind the scenes, is like there's a lot that could be done. There's a lot that could be in play with him. But what we need to talk about, what I desperately need to talk about, is yeah. what is going on with the kids. Yeah, what is going on with they the kids? They got exsanguinated a little bit, didn't die from it, mm-hmm. but they got, like, their blood was replaced with organic compounds? Or there were organic compounds put in their blood to grow. Yeah. So they called it the farm. Yeah. So they have been using... Uh, using these people as basically human petri dishes to grow these organic compounds that the hand wants for some reason. The rising. So, and I guess uh, that was Nobu leaving with a huge urn. like urn-looking thing, like human-sized urn, 
Uh, it's much bigger than a person. Sure, sure. I just mean like <laughs> about the height of a human. Uh, but yeah, huge amount of blood that he's been like extracting. So he's been extracting this organic compound. What is going on with that? I do not know. You know, it's got a similarity to the the Doctor Strange animated film that was on Netflix oh, really? for a while, because it's mostly just that there were kids in a hospital that were acting as one unit. It looked like. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's um, that sounds like it might be the same thing. Yeah. Well, they weren't like being bled dry or anything. Right. I mean, it was an animated thing, so you can't like do that in a kid's cartoon. I don't know. You just have seen some cartoons. That's fair. That's You'd fair. You'd be amazed at the things I've seen in cartoons. Whoa. What? I what mean, you do I mean, on the violence is your time. Anyway, definitely, <laughs> so, mean, definitely mean violence. In the Doctor Strange animated film, it was there were a bunch of kids that were in comas. And Dormammu, the big bad of the Dark Dimension, right. was able to kind of channel himself through them while they were in a dream state, in comatose state, okay. and kind of took over all of them as a whole, and they all came together to kind of, like, be his portal into this world. Right. And we, and we, we know they've, in the past season, that you were using kids to bring about, a bl- to bring a black sky about, and they've, they've never activated a black sky. And um, Dormammu, when Dormammu happened in the thing, like it pretty much turned the sky black. Right. So it could be entirely that they're trying to bring about Dormammu or or something like that. Um, they've never succeeded, and I kind of doubt they'll succeed on this show. They may succeed in Doctor Strange. Uh, what if Doctor Strange shows up in this? It would be awesome. It would be awesome. It'd be totally awesome. I doubt it because I think I they're going to. Doubt it. They they normally like to give their directors of that film the right to kind of like intro him and yeah set him up. And, and and set him up and see who he is and kind of figure out how to shoot that character uh, but, but of course they've been shooting for a while so it is possible been, they started shooting uh, a while ago i think it is still very possible he'll show up in defenders or 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 um, iron fist or something that's closer to the drop date yeah of of dr strange i think i mean it's just such a good fit. They live in the same area in the move in the comics. He's in the Defenders. Like to me, it just he's makes a founding sense. Founding member. Um, if you've got a Doctor Strange movie coming out, not many people know who Doctor Strange is. You've already got a Benedict Cumberbatch, who's you know um, really well, well known. Uh, but it just would be a wonderful crossover for marketing to have him show up in the Netflix series because there's a lot of people who are following these Netflix series. Yeah. Um, and we hear we hear from them all the time, uh, but pretty pretty killer, um, pretty killer idea. I think I really would love to see them bring Doctor Strange into the into the Netflix uh, universe. Well, I mean, it's still technically all the same universe. Oh, I know, I know. It's just there's difficulty with the crossovers. You don't have to explain about. this to me. You know. I, I do a podcast about it. <laughs> you do? Since when? <laughs> uh, I think we had some feedback to catch up on on these past couple episodes. Uh, what do we got there, Jeff? Uh, Omar Amalia says to us on Facebook, <clears throat> here's a couple things you missed. That's hurts when you start like that, sir. <laughs> he says, the restaurant was an Indian joint. Karen mentioned she'd never had Indian before New York. I totally caught that on a rewatch. I was rewatching that episode and I was like, why didn't we hear that that was an Indian restaurant? My, my girlfriend was catching up with us, and I was watching. I was like, we were saying it was like Cuban or something on our episode. <laughs> we weren't we? sure. We, I, I, we weren't sure. I think we, we talked I think, about I think we probably thought 
something like I that. I just saw dangling pepper peppers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw dangling peppers and I was like, oh, but I'm sure they use peppers in Indian food as well. Oh, yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. <sighs> anyway, he said, uh, Kimbaku, I had to look it up, and it's not a fight style, but the dangerous art of Japanese bondage, which didn't appear in the episode, maybe when they tied Matt's father's killer. Uh, side note, you remember I mentioned I can do the Spidey flips? Well, it's due to my capoeira training, and always when you guys bring up the unnecessary fighting flips, I can say they are very effective and totally cool. I totally I totally agree. I think they're totally effective and totally cool, and I like the way Daredevil uses them, uh, but he does he waits until he has an opportunity to flip, which I think is important. I mean, you're the expert, uh, Omer, uh, but it seems like if so, I don't know. If there's like other people around, a huge, uh, it's it's just like any okay. And all of this knowledge comes from video games. No actual fighting, but <laughs> okay. You know how when you're in a video game, you have jabs that are so fast, yeah, that that you that you can't punch while someone's in the middle of a jab, yeah. But if you try to do like a powerful punch, a lot of times it takes longer, and they have a chance to get a jab in on you, yeah. It's like just a video game thing. It's like a trope of all video games. I feel that way about Daredevil's flips. That's like a, a C button on the Sega Genesis. Like you, <laughs> there's the A attack, which is always the quick one, the B, which is always like a kick, and then the C, which you can like hold down and be like, ah, yeah, dude, that's a special combo. Yeah, yeah. So that's a C attack. That's a Sega Genesis C attack. <laughs> uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta pick your moments is all I'm saying. I'm not saying they aren't effective. You just got to pick your moments to use the C attack. Nah, man. Latif Crowder is a uh, is a very, very good capoeira fighter. Um, he was in Ong Bak. No. Was it? No, it was The Protector. My bad. It was in The Protector that he was fighting Tony Ja. Tony Ja does Muay Thai, and Latif Crowder was doing uh, capoeira, and it was an incredible fight. He was flipping all over the place. Cool. I love, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I, lo- I love just like acrobatic fighting. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. When I was like 11 and I watched wrestling for like two months, <laughs> they always had the luchadors. And I realized it's all, it's wrestling, it's fake. But those cats were doing some acrobatic shit. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those guys are incredible athletes. Yeah. Uh, Omer Amalia says again, or says next to us, uh, Daredevil Season 2 E6. Spoilers. We thought Matthew had a destructive tendency, but whoa, effing Electra is the worst. Elodie Young does a great job making me hate her sexy, sexy guts. And Frank keeps beating me with the feel stick or grenade. Lol. Feel grenade. <laughs> he keeps blowing uh, up his feels grenade on me. Uh, yeah, we, we actually uh, haven't talked about Electra in this episode, episode 10, uh, which we just watched. Um, her fight with the random... Claude or whatever his Jacques. name was. Jacques. Name was Jacques. God. Oh, it was French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All those French guys sound alike. Uh, but no, yeah, Jacques, uh, man, that was brutal. She got her sigh if she wants to keep those. Yeah, she's got sighs now. Uh, the, the, the stabbing of him from both sides of the side. so mean. And then when she says he's from Stick, she twists them and then pulls them out. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't just pull them out. She twists the size. There is a little bit there that hints toward her possibly being worse than she has let on, where she starts off saying, I don't care what the hand wants. I'm done. Yeah. 
And then he's like, I wasn't sent by the hand. I was sent by sticks. So why would the hand want her? That's well, the big question. They definitely uh, they, they she's been fighting against them for years, and so she just assumes that if, if someone's sent to kill her, it's going to be the hand because they're her enemies. Uh, but uh, Stick is go- sent, sent this guy after her. Why do you think St- Stick sent uh, Claude after her? His name was Shock. Oh my god, Claude. Like I said, <laughs> I don't know. I I, I I don't know either. He wanted her to die, which I kind of doubt because he, he seems to have a soft spot for Electra and for uh, Maddie. Or he wanted her to win, which is more likely in my mind, and it seems like he wants to awaken that killer in yeah, her. This will awaken her bloodlust. Right? Like that, that seems, if I give her a little bit, she'll That's want super more. dark. That makes me think that Stick is worse. Then, oh yeah, we know he, that we Stick is like a terrible person. Yeah, he's willing to do anything to stop the hand, like well, literally anything. Agreed, he is. He and I, I, he's on even further down that line, much further down that line than Frank Castle. There's like Daredevil on one side, <laughs> Frank Castle. Uh, there's Daredevil on one side, Frank Castle. Somewhere down on the other end is Kingpin on this like uh, what you would do to help the city. And then Stick is probably even further. Like Stick would, <laughs> Stick would waste an entire city if it meant saving the uh, the world, the realm, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Next up, uh, the Fej says to us on Twitter at MCU Cast Episode Six was definitely expecting a more epic battle to start the episode, but it's always fun seeing those two fight together. Yeah, that that battle was pretty much just like let's take down these three ninjas or whatever. <laughs> Didn't was seem it, like uh, I think it was four. Okay, but still, still, like, it did. It, it, it didn't. Uh, wasn't a lot to it. Wasn't a lot to it, and it, I feel like if it was too crazy, Matt might have backed out. But Matt just like got sucked into this whole Electra storyline now. Yeah, um, and obviously now we're a little further than that, and he's definitely gotten sucked in. And we have gotten some pretty crazy battles. Um, we're about to get a worse one because, like, episode ten, like we're talking about. The hand is climbing the, the, like, scaling the hospital in large numbers. Yeah. And it's just Matt up there. Yep. Well, Claire might help. <laughs> She'll know where to stab him if they hold still. Yeah, she will. She's got all that anatomical knowledge. Uh, and then Foggy is watching, probably terrified. Yeah, Fo- Foggy. I why didn't Foggy go to a regular hospital? I guess I mean Matt wanted to watch over him too. Metro uh, General. But did it? I guess because they think that Frank might be after Foggy, or I mean, whoever is sending whoever is sending out these gunmen does think it's realistic that he would be after his lawyers. He already tried to kill Karen, this fake Punisher. Whoever's pretending to be the Punisher. Yeah. Also. Uh, attacked Karen's house. So I guess it was reasonable to hide foggy. I, I just want to say Frank Castle showing up and like th- throwing himself over Karen to protect her. That from was that real sexy. Was real nice. It was sexy. It was. Yeah. I mean, he was planking her. <laughs> wow. He was okay. Yeah. <laughs> so snake says to us on Twitter, <laughs> Adam's you cast an entire episode seven recap and no mention of the whole. You missed the best part. Yeah, that was our best. 
Yeah. There's so many things going on in these episodes. <laughs> and that was the big reveal. And uh, at the end of the episode, we didn't even we, – we talked about it, I think, in our next episode, like that we just totally missed that. Uh, but <laughs> – Yeah, we were like, we didn't mention the hole at all. Yeah. Right. Why do we not – a 40-story hole. Yeah. Which we didn't find out. It was 40 stories till the beginning of the next episode. Yeah. Well, the flashlight um, just kept falling. Just kept on going. Uh, Has it hit the bottom yet? What? Do you, so, no. we, so, so right now, it's it's just like I'm trying to like Sherlock Holmes this shit. Like, here's our clues <laughs> as to what the bad guys are planning. I'm telling you, Benedict Cumberbatch. And I have no idea. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Sherlock show up. Uh, Sherlock can show up as Sherlock and help us solve this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because right now we have organic compounds in the blood of some children that seems to be making them murderous. Uh, yeah, because they killed the the accountant, and they all had that really hazy look on their face. Yeah, that guy's dad. Yeah, which was pretty dark. I hated that. Yeah. Oh, um. So we've got that happening. We've got a forty-story hole in the ground that's very wide, and we've got a huge. Uh, like blood urn, blood urn being uh, what's being birthed out of that? Oh gosh, I have no idea. Oh, so so so, there's no logical way to figure this out. This is some mystical shit that we've. Oh yeah, like I just don't know. I don't Absolutely. know what they're doing. This is entirely mystical, and I'm really excited. It kind of feels like Ghostbusters a little bit. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of is the opening sequence with the blood pouring over the city. Oh yeah, that's like if they just ooh, dump it out. Ooh yeah, that's a that's actually a good point. Um, I know that that's like representative of all the violence in the city, but it also like whatever they're going to do with this blood. Nice little parallel there. Yeah, it might it might cause it might be the overarching thing. This black sky that they're trying to prevent. Yeah, um, is one of the overarching things. Like Daredevil's so interesting because you've got these two completely different wars going on. Yeah, you've got the mystical war that nobody knows about, and then you've got the random gang violence. Yeah, that the Punisher is waging war against. And I just, what happens when Kingpin, like, if, if Kingpin ever, like, teams up with Nobu, it, 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 like, Again. Under, to understand the mystical realm, Oh, yeah, rather than I mean? having an uneasy alliance, just yeah, actually like, getting in on it. Yeah, what if, what if Kingpin uses his, uses, starts using these mystical elements as well? Like, oh. I, that's not really in his character, but, like, that would could be, be. That would be terrifying. Could be interesting. All right, so Sherman Smith says to us on Facebook, Marvel's, Dare- yeah, Marvel's Daredevil SO2EP08. Saw the beginning. Daredevil's code against killing people who are trying to kill him can be very dangerous for him and people around him. Yes, it can. Electra, Electra almost died. And then uh, yeah, like, in a subsequent scene, <laughs> he almost died. Yup. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm... <laughs> Comparing this to what's going on in The Walking Dead right now, which is very much about some of these same issues, like, yeah. do you kill? When do you kill? Like, if if you're threatened, do you kill preemptively? If you think you might be threatened, do you kill? Uh, when do you kill a human being? Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, I I realize this is not the post-apocalyptic world, so there's a little more room for civility. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. These guys are trying to kill you. It, even the law would be okay with Daredevil killing. Yeah, I mean. She said that. Yeah, absolutely. She said that was self-defense. Even your law would would allow that. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think she's wrong. Yeah. He said it doesn't work that way. And I was like, it kind of does. Well, 
if you've got him like on the ropes and he's down and he's captured, sure, you can't kill. You can't just walk up and cut his throat. At yeah, that yeah, point. that's true. It, it wasn't actual in the moment self defense. She was saying that if 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 she let him go, he would bring back his big brothers. Yeah, and that's that's not that is not how the law works. Yeah, yeah. like. I'm going to stop you before you can ever do anything bad ever again. That's, that's more minority report uh, yeah, is, yeah, than our is. current law system. Uh, I love that movie. Anyway, uh, Stephanie Will says to us on Facebook, in the middle of DDS 209, um, Matt's not really coming off as a sympathetic character in the second half of the season so far. It's also great seeing Fist back in action. Totally blew me away at the end of episode eight. It's great what Marvel can do when they develop villains well and don't kill them at the end of the season. Can't wait to see where it all ends up. Let's have a let's pour out a little bit of um, a little bit of something for uh, Kilgrave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to all those who want their lucky. Yeah, I uh, just having Fist show up again was wonderful. Um, I like that there's still consequences for last season. He's not back fully. He's like in prison. We're having to see. He is still sort of a sympathetic character. <laughs> like even though, uh, even though he's so bad, you still kind of understand where he's coming from, and I just love that. Um, and and the fact that Matt is not seeming like a sympathetic character right now is is interesting. He's like, it, what made him sympathetic? I think all along is his connection to the people in his life. Yeah, yeah. His love for Foggy, his love for Karen, um, and all of those things are going by the wayside this season for his mission. And uh, like Claire said, the further you get pushed away from that, the more you like lose your humanity. It's true. So I'm I'm loving it. This season's this season's killing it. Next up, uh, the Fetish to us says on Twitter, at MCU Cast Episode Seven. Weird how in the beginning all the females were the ones in favor of Punisher and males were against him. Men are bad people. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> Men don't want to die at the hands of the Punisher. That's an interesting point, uh, the Fetish. You know, I, I do think that in general it would seem intuitive that it'd be more male to be like, yeah, shoot him. Uh, but I guess uh, I like that this show. I haven't even questioned that, which is I think a strength of the strength of this show. I don't think of these characters as uh, I guess paper thin versions of their sex, if that makes sense. They're yeah, they're well rounded. Yeah. They have their reasons and uh, they have feelings and reasons for having those feelings. They're not just. Uh, but he's kind of cool. He has guns. <laughs> yeah. He's really neat. No. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's neat. So, let's let's go watch episode 11. Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, do that right now. All right, guys. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast or uh, call us anytime and leave a message at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we hope to hear from you guys this uh, coming week. And uh, we've only got a few episodes left, so this is uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Until next time, true believers.